It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Provided by bensound.com. Welcome everyone to today's Earth Energy Forecast Show on this Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. Thank you for tuning in today, or if you're listening later to the podcast, and I am your host, Joan Serio. How are you doing today? What is your world like on this Tuesday? Well, we're almost to the end of August. And we're fast approaching the end of summer of 2020. It's hard to believe, but we've made it this far. And what a year. Well, not only have we had the pandemic, but we've also had economic crisis. We've had in, well, in a lot of places in the world, not only here in the U.S., but racial division and and protests, riots. There's a lot of upheaval right now. And there's a lot of upheaval in our government here. There's Brexit in Europe. So we're going through a major crisis, a very chaotic time in our history. And through everything, and I believe this, that there's always a gift in everything. There's gifts. So what can we glean out of this time? What type of gems can we get through this? And I think that's something that each one of us really has been working on since the big lockdown in February, March of this year. We've been forced to go within, to slow down, stop, get quiet listen to ourselves, listen to others, listen to that still small voice, and really ask what our heart wants. And that's what it's about. And so for those that have been on this merry-go-round of work and come home and take care of the kids and eat and go to bed and get up and work and da-da-da-da-da, and it goes on and on and on, We had a breather. We stopped. We had a chance to really look at our lives and to ask ourselves, is this what we want? Is this the kind of world we still want to live in? And so today we're going to continue on with this theme that I've had in the last couple of weeks here about the raising of consciousness and some of the gifts that we're getting out of this time, because that is one of the huge gifts we're getting out of this time of change and shift. So today we're going to talk about the relationship between personal and planetary awakening through crisis. And I'm going to bring on Catherine G. Lucas, who herself has gone through her own crisis and has found her gifts through that crisis. And she's going to talk about her story a little bit today. A former university professor, Catherine G. Lucas, is the author of four books on how to move successfully through crisis and come to a new place of flourishing. 
She is the founder of the Spiritual Crisis Network, a UK non-for-profit, a mindfulness trainer. She has been through profound crisis herself and fulfilled the potential it held for her by going on to become a published author, an authority on spiritual emergency, as well as an international speaker. She has supported many individuals during 15 years of work in the field. Catherine is now offering her new signature system, the Quantum Quest from Crisis to Calling in Three Clear Steps to online groups, conscious enterprises, organizations, and non-for-profits. She is passionate about helping individuals and leaders step into their soul's calling following crisis, whether that be personal or the pandemic. Her media appearances include BBC Radio and Time Warner TV. Catherine lives off-grid in Catalonia, Spain, with her husband, Swithin Fry. Her websites are co-creatingourfuture.world and catherine-g-lucas.com. Here's Catherine. Well, welcome to this show, Catherine. I'm so excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank, thank you, Joan. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I've, thank you for the opportunity because, you know, right now, you know, we're in this kind of situation. Um, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm excited to be sharing what I feel is going to be really valuable and helpful for, for everybody listening. So, yeah, thank you. Yes, I think this is really valuable. I've been doing a lot of shows on uh, consciousness raising lately and, of course, about the pandemic and how it's affected us, and I think this is just so timely. So I'd like to start with where this all began with you, pretty much. If you could tell us about your story and your experience with awakening through conscious, through, with your consciousness through these crises that you've experienced in your own life. Yeah, yeah, and you know um, what I thought. I'm trying, it's 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 kind of a long story, um, and obviously, you know, I kind of want to kind of keep it brief and, and keep it to a nutshell. So I thought actually, what might work really well is, you know, if I kind of um, speak to, you know, what we're talking about here, like you know, um, an an awakening of consciousness that kind of triggers a huge crisis. And then as I'm kind of speaking to that, I can kind of bring in bits of my story that kind of help to kind of illustrate, you know, what, what I'm talking about, rather than just kind of going through my story from, from A to A to Z, which, you know, is difficult for me to manage time-wise. Okay, yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's great. That'd probably be better for the for our audience anyways then. So what really is happening with this pandemic? We're getting a lot of gifts. I mean, yes, it's challenging and all, but I do see the gifts. And so yeah. start us off with what what can we with glean from this time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I do want to start at the personal before we go to the planetary and, and the kind of pandemic so that people can kind of kind of follow kind of my kind of, yeah, the kind of... Um, the, the thinking, if you like. So, you know, when we go through, uh, when we go through this uh, crisis at the personal level, and, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that um, some of, some of you listening today are familiar with the term spiritual emergency, and the work of Stanislav Grof, others of, of you might not be. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, Grof was a um, psychiatrist, and a researcher, and he and his wife, Christina, coined this term spiritual emergency. And so, uh, you know, this is, this is about um, we emerge, we awaken out of the emergency. So out of the crisis, we kind of have this shift in consciousness, this awakening of consciousness. And, and you know, I think for a lot of people, this process of awakening, you know, with, with kind of doing the work, our personal development, our spiritual development, it can be a gradual process and, you know, that, that we're able to integrate as we go along. Now, what happens with the crisis with spiritual emergency is that suddenly 
things kind of really speed up and get really intense. And it's, you know, we can't function at an everyday level. Okay, we just, we cannot, you know, it's just too overwhelming. And so, you know, for me at the age of 20, I ended up on a psychiatric ward uh, when this first kicked off for me. I spent a month on an acute ward. And, and this is the thing about a spiritual crisis, spiritual emergence. It can look, you know, like mental health issues. There, often there can be mental health issues wrapped up in there um, uh, because, you know, this is a complex relationship between the kind of, the kind of yeah, the mysticism and the madness. So, so you know, it can be it can be very intense and 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 certainly kind of really speed up. But but there there's definitely you've already mentioned the word gift. You know, there are definitely gifts in in here. Now, when we're in crisis at the time, it's very difficult to see that. Um, you know, certainly when I ended up on the psychiatric ward, it's like my my kind of life fell apart. Mm. You know, uh, I was a student at the time. I lost a year of my life. You know, I spent most of the following year kind of in bed, uh, kind of coming slowly, coming off the medication, the kind of heavy-duty medication that I was put on. Um, and there was nobody around me that had a sense that this could, uh, that this could be an opportunity for healing and growth. Um, you know, I had had experiences which now I know we can call unitive states of consciousness, you know, where you experience this incredible bliss and, um, you know, inner peace, this kind of unbounded love. You know, that's, that's kind of what I was experiencing before I ended up in hospital. But, but unfortunately, you know, this is, I'm going back a long time now. I'm going back kind of like 35 years or more. Uh-huh. You know, mainstream psychiatry didn't, you know, doesn't recognize the kind of, and even to this day, you know, things are changing and improving, but there's still a lot of work to do in terms of mainstream kind of mental health. Now, some people go through spiritual emergency without ending up in the psychiatric system, and that's great. I think it depends on how much wounding we're carrying. Uh, you know, I come from a pretty uh, dysfunctional family, Um quite a wounded family. My father was an alcoholic, kind of high-functioning alcoholic, but even so, emotionally, um, psychologically, very abusive. Um, and I just want to add a caveat there, is, is that, you know, he, he passed over to the other dimension many years ago, and I now have a fantastic relationship with him. You know, it's kind of, I'm not, I'm not a daily relationship. I don't have that much contact, but I do, you know, I have healed my relationship with him. And I understand that, you know, his behavior was because of his wounding and how that gets passed on down through the generation. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, you know, but this is, this is the, the complexity of the issue is that, you know, we start to awaken, um, we're given these opportunities for healing and, and, and for growth. And yet at the same time, like a volcano, erupting there's all this kind of uh kind of molten lava and ash of our wounding that comes to the surface to to be dealt with and addressed and so i had a lot of work to do you know uh over um i mean at the time i didn't understand this it was 20 years before i came back to this process Mm -hmm. because it was kind of really interrupted um kind of very abruptly and traumatically by ending up in hospital. And then 20 years later, you know, I, I, I kind of revisited, I found myself in crisis again. This time I was in Egypt with my then uh, spiritual teacher. And, and, you know, there was, there was, yeah, there was still work to do and, and things kicked off. And it was very intense. I ended up my legs gave way, even though physically there was nothing wrong with me, my legs gave way and I had to use a wheelchair for a few days. So yeah, that was, you know, pretty, pretty full on. Um, and, you know, without, without going into the detail of that, and actually, you know, on my YouTube channel and, you know, my books and things, people can find more detail of, of the story because I really, I want to get to these issues of, um, of, 
kind of some of the defining features and characteristics of these kinds of crises. Because what I want to, 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 to show um, is how what we're now going through is the global equivalent. What we're now going through um, is the planetary equivalent of the personal. So let me speak a little bit to some of these kind of um, defining features. I've already mentioned the intensity of it. Yeah. Now, I think everybody will agree that the pandemic, you know, what we've been going through has been phenomenally intense. Um, it also, uh, you know, we can find ourselves when we go through these experiences at the personal level, we can find ourselves catapulted into them really suddenly, like kind of overnight, just the speed at which things start to unravel. And again, I think we can see this, you know, with the pandemic, uh, you know, one moment we were kind of all pretty much kind of going to work, the kids were going to school, we were socializing, and then suddenly, kind of almost overnight, we're in kind of uh, full lockdown. And, and so this is, you know, another parallel between how the process works at the personal and the planetary. It's like they mirror each other. You've got the micro at the, the individual level, and then you've got the macro at the collective level. Um, another feature is, is fear. You know, when we go through these experiences at the personal level, it's terrifying. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we think we're going mad. We think, um, we, we think we're going to die. Very often, we actually fear for our, our physical lives because we're so identified with our egos. The ego feels so threatened by the awakening of consciousness that we actually think, you know, that we're going to physically die. And, and I think, you know, these, these kind, this kind of abject terror, I think, again, you know, you can relate to this. And I think, you know, everybody, you know, those of you listening will, will relate to this. There's been a huge amount of fear flowing around the world, you know, just a lot of anxiety, fear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and the fear of death quite mm -hmm. literally, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, what I, you know, because, you know, I've been kind of working at the personal level in this field of spiritual emergency for the, for the last 15 years. And yet, you know, you know, I, I've always been aware even even when I kind of did my first book, um, which was kind of like ten years ago now, I was aware of the, the the parallels between the personal and the planetary. I could already see how the the two the process was working uh, at the two levels, and um, and and so you know this is and then when the pandemic kicked off, I thought, oh my goodness, you know this this because we've been. You know, we've been in a global emergency for some time, uh, Joan. You know, this it's it's not like it's not like it's just the pandemic. We've been in a climate crisis yeah, for decades, yeah, really. Yeah. We we are in, <laughs> and will be in a crisis over that for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just that we haven't woken up to it. And you know, in terms of the hero's journey, because this is a model that's very helpful for understanding this process and the dynamic. You know, one of the early stages of the hero's journey is refusal of the call. You know, there's this call to adventure, this call to shift and wake up, and then we refuse, you know, and this is what humanity has done for decades around the, the, the climate. You know, we've just refused to, to hear it. Um, and, and that is now changing, thank goodness. And in fact, the pandemic has been hugely helpful that's yeah. one of the gifts of, mm -hmm. of, of mm -hmm. this difficult time. Yeah. Yeah, we can so, see the effects of what we've done to the environment because as soon as we stopped everything, you know, all the animals kept coming back, things started to flourish. Yeah, huge effect. Yeah, I mean, we we, we saw how quickly nature started to to, to rejuvenate right. once, mm -hmm. we, once we stopped all our... Yeah. So, so these are kind of, you know, these are just some, I'm just touching on some of the key features, really, um, of, of this kind of parallels, um, of, so that people can see, ho hopefully people can see that, you, because I know, you know, um, even a couple of weeks ago, I think you had um, 
uh, Starhawk on, on your show, who was, you know, she was very much talking about yeah. this awakening, this yeah. shift. Maya. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, Maya, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, what, I'm, what I'm hoping people, you know, starting to make sense to people as I'm speaking is that this is a process that we know. We know how this process works at the personal level. You know, some of us have been studying this for a long time and been working with it for a long time. So we understand. And, and I think, you know, the, the beauty of it is that those of us who've been through it at the personal level, and there's now a huge um, kind of uh, international community because when I first started working in this field, we couldn't really talk of a spiritual emergency community. It's like people hadn't heard the term. You know, there, there weren't many resources, resources or books or support groups. Now there's a, you know, there's a lot out there. And, and so, you know, those of us that have been through this, we can recognize what's happening at the global level. But more than that, we can actually trust what is happening at the global level because we've been through it and we've seen the good and the gifts and the opportunity we've seen how our lives have kind of improved um and and how we've kind of really shifted i mean my life has changed beyond recognition as a result of what i've been through um and it you know it's not an easy journey you know i don't want to gloss over you know what we are dealing with with the pandemic is not easy it's you know it's it's very very challenging and very very painful and yet you know and and i know i'm kind of um reiterating what other guests have been um saying on your show you know um that this is where we're heading so so to just come back to what i would say you know those of us that have been through it we can trust the process we can understand the process and we can also step up to to act as kind of guides and elders in some way, you know, for the bigger process. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I've been working with some colleagues, some senior colleagues in the field. We've been working on a project um, of an, uh, an open letter that, that is going to be going out, um, you know, more publicly just to help those who don't understand this process to kind of help them reframe, you know, because it, you know, I haven't actually really experienced um uh, fear and anxiety during this whole pandemic because I've been able to understand and reframe what's happening. I have touched into grief at times um, because it's touched, I guess, on some personal level. Some of the huge grief in the world has, has touched me. Um, but I think, you know, when we can see the bigger picture, it makes it so much easier to, yes. to cope yes. with. Yes. So this is some of what I'm, you know, wanting to to offer and to help people with, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that is, yeah, I mean, you know, that's. I think that's maybe enough. I think I've I think I've made my point about the relationship between spiritual emergency at the personal level and the planetary mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Can you liken your spiritual emergency to a dark night of the soul? Because you do use the term the dark night of the globe, you know, instead of the, you know, we're collectively going through a dark night of the soul. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, I think a dark night of, of of the soul is a very particular kind of uh, spiritual crisis. Uh, often it can be associated um, with depression or what feels like depression or what looks like depression because, you know, typically people can, at the personal level, can feel kind of abandoned by by God or or kind of just really feel that they've lost their way on their spiritual path and that there's no hope. And so I think, you know, when we look at the global level, you know, I think I think a lot of people with the climate crisis kind of collapse into that place of of no hope. Mm-hmm. Um I I personally don't because I feel very excited by what is happening. Um, in terms of the opportunity, and I can see our way forward. I can see a very clear path forward of of how we can turn things around and turn the world around. And, and this is the work that I'm now kind of delivering and um, to groups. Um, but I know that a lot of people have, have find it find it very difficult. So so yeah, there are certainly these kind of parallels. Um, I think I'd like to speak uh, briefly 
to um, how we move through it at the personal level. Um, because this will then help people to see how we can move through it at the uh, at the planetary level, yeah? Okay. So what I identified in my first book in particular, in, in case of spiritual emergency, um, is, is really kind of structured around these three key uh, phases of moving successfully through our awakening, through the crisis of awakening. So the first stage is where we basically, we just get through the worst of the crisis as best we can, we stay safe, we do our best to stay safe, and, 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 and that's kind of it, really. We're, we're kind of really focused on just solving the crisis. We're very much in emergency mode, kind of solving, uh, you know, do, everything is, all our energy goes to, like, how do I get through this? And I think, you know, I think we can see that with the pandemic. You know, it's like, especially when it all first kicked off, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, how do we stay safe? How do we help other people stay safe? You know, how can we get through this as best we can? And and that, I think, is still ongoing, you know, especially as the second wave. You know, I'm in Spain. I, I, I kind of live in, in Catalonia, um, a, a couple of hours south of Barcelona. And, you know, we're kind of seeing a second wave now. Mm. You know, we're seeing a resurgence. Um, and in fact, we have more cases in where where I am is I'm not near any big cities, so we had very few cases first time round. And this second time round, there are more cases in in my immediate area. And uh, talking with a, a colleague in Australia, uh, she was telling me that with the Spanish flu, it was actually the third wave that really hit Australia very severely, very badly in terms of the level of death. So, you know, we are still in this first phase of just how do we get through this? How do we stay safe? Yeah. Now, I should also mention that these three key phases, it's it's not a linear process. We kind of, we can move in and out of them and uh -huh. they can overlap. Uh -huh. so, uh -huh. so the second phase is, it's like, well, what was that all about? You know, what on earth was that all about? How can we start to make sense of it? How can we even begin to uh, integrate it? Yeah, mm -hmm, because it creates mm -hmm, such mm -hmm. an enormous shift. You know, we, we, I think with the pandemic, we can see, you know, there's going to be no going back to how life was before. That's no. just not going to happen. That's we, right. For people yep. who think, yeah, yeah, and you get that. Uh, and I know, you know, that your listeners get that too. And we wouldn't want to, to be honest, because it would mean that we'd learn no. nothing. Um, and, and so, but I think, you know, by the very nature of the pandemic and the lockdown, by its very nature, we have, um, been given an opportunity to have time to reflect I and mean, not every, some of us have been incredibly busy. I've been incredibly busy during the lockdown and the pandemic. Um, but, you know, for some people it's given us an opportunity for quiet time for reflection for just rethinking our priorities, you know, people are starting to feel called to maybe grow their own food, their vegetables. Maybe mm -hmm. they're realizing that they don't want to be traveling anymore so much, or maybe not at all, or or they're feeling called to just simplify their lives right down to kind of just what really matters. Uh, so our priorities change, you know, and we get to realize, you know, what does really matter. Mm -hmm. So this is the second phase. The second phase is kind of beginning to make sense of it, beginning to integrate it. And right. I would say that that is, that is almost happening to some extent simultaneously with the first phase. In this I phase. agree. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, for me, you know, when I was in crisis the second time, you know, after Egypt, I actually... I, I had to take a couple of weeks, a uh, couple of months off work because I was so kind of uh, thrown by it. But I, I certainly didn't end up in a psychiatric hospital or on medication this time around because I had the right support. Because it's all about support um, and and having the right information, to be honest, as well. But what I did do was, after having a couple of months off work, I went back uh, to the job I was doing. I completed the project I was working on. 
and then I left. I left that nine to five job, and I have to say I've never looked back. That was something like <laughs> 17, 17 years ago. Um, but what I did, Joan, was I took myself off on retreat for two months. Now, uh-huh. I had never been uh-huh. on retreat for that uh-huh. long in my life. I'd been on retreat for like a week at a time. I went on retreat for two months just to give myself the chance to, to take in the enormity of what I had been through mm-hmm. and just how my, my life was going to need to completely change direction and how on earth did I even begin to do that. And, yeah, and, and so those two months were really incredibly valuable. So this is kind of collectively, this is kind of where we're at. And, and I, know, I know you get that. And then the final phase, and, and, and this for me is kind of, yeah, this is, this is the exciting phase in terms of I mentioned that I can see a really clear way forward. I can see how we can turn things around for the world and how we can kind of really um, step into this, this awakening um, so that it's not just a kind of nice idea, but it's actually a reality for our day-to-day lives and our communities and, and our nation. Um, so the third phase, uh, I, call, I, I call it um, going back out into the world, okay? And it's where yeah. we, yeah, it's where, so after my two months of retreat, yeah. after my two months of retreat, I then, you know, I started organizing conferences on spiritual emergency. I set up the not-for-profit. Um, you know, I wrote my first book and I really stepped up and out into the world mm-hmm. because I hadn't had mm-hmm. any kind of visibility um, publicly yeah. before that. Um, yeah. and, and so this is, you know, when the time is ready and already to some extent, I think actually the third phase is already starting to happening, happen collectively, globally to some extent, but it's happening on Zoom. It's not like we're physically going back <laughs> Right, yeah. Well. We're kind of virtual. on Zoom. Uh-huh. Yeah, but on Zoom, we are starting to organize. We are starting uh-huh. to create new things. You know, we are, you look at the Black Lives um, Matter movement, you know, we are shifting. Um, we're going places, but it's kind of all happening on Zoom. <laughs> Um, but that is, you know, that's not to be underestimated, you know, because no. it's kind of really connecting us. Yes, it's it's we're connecting with even more people than we could if we did it in person, physically. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. it's in hyperdrive now. <laughs> it is. It is. Mm-hmm. And this is the intensity. You know, this is the intensity of the process that I spoke about earlier, Joan. You know, it's it's intense. And it's yeah. good. and I know you were talking about the astrology. You know, it is going to get even more intense. Yes. You know, yeah. this is the second mm-hmm. half of the year. And we can see that, you know, with the presidential election in America, you know, mm-hmm. in the UK, we've got Brexit. Brexit, uh, yeah. Looming, yeah. you know, and then and other stuff in, in Europe. And well, and the thing is, I don't want to be so kind of Euro and American centric, you know, in the world it's as well. The world. Yeah. Well, it is. And, and there's a horrendous locust uh, situation and, and potentially huge, huge famine sweeping mm-hmm. across, uh, you know, the, the kind of Africa, India, you know, this is, yes, and I hope that doesn't get eclipsed by our kind of, our small kind of local concerns about the kind of the Brexit and the, uh, the, and the presidential election, because actually, you know, the, this is, this is going to require such a huge humanitarian response. Really. Yes, um, we all but, need to come But we know what the media, you know, we know what happens with mainstream media. And I really encourage people to tap into non-mainstream media. You know, follow Democracy Now!, uh, you know, follow, um, you know, any kind of um, independent media. So, so... So I'm speaking to, yeah. I was just going to say that what you were saying about going back out into the world, it reminded me of the book, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. I don't know if you remember that. (laughs) 
long time ago. But, uh, you know, and it was a parable about what happens in our spiritual lives, that we go to, you know, the the place on the mountain, we learn all these lessons, and then it's for us to go back out into the world. And my own story was, okay, Jonathan, it's time for you to go back out into the world. You know, and I'm like, yes, she's right. I mean, I can, I can... Um, see how these three steps, and you're right, they do kind of intertwine in my life when I went through my own awakening. Yes. So I, I, I just wanted to bring that out. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love that. I love that. I, lo- I love the Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Great. Yeah, yeah. And it is, and you see, and this, and this is, you know, this is our work now. And this is, you know, I have, since the beginning of the pandemic, Joan, I have, And I can feel myself almost kind of getting a little bit emotional here because I have really stepped up and stepped out since the beginning of the pandemic because, you know, I feel so called right now. You know, for a number of years, I was Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, I was kind of on track. But, you know, now I just feel totally and utterly called to, to do the work that I'm doing, which is kind of really helping other people because I've kind of worked out this process. You know, I've I've worked out for myself, you know, how do I um, make sense of my crisis, uh, integrate it, and then how do I go back out into the world? And, you know, I've spent the last 15 years working out, you know, how to go back out into the world in a way that that can have a positive impact and kind of really help reduce suffering and, and contribute to the awakening of consciousness. And so now, you know, because I, I actually have a vision, you know, I, and I can feel myself getting animated here as I'm talking about it. But, um, you know, when I was in crisis, um, that, that time, you know, in, in Egypt, the, the 2003 crisis, the Egypt crisis, I had a vision. And, and this vision, you know, it, it sat with me for 17 years. And, and I kind of, and I feel that I'm only just stepping into it now. And, and I didn't fully understand like well you know these visions they can be a, a little bit difficult to grasp you know mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. basically I saw I saw the awakening of consciousness I saw this huge shift in humanity I, I saw um, I saw the ascension of humanity but I struggle a bit with the word ascension I kind of tend to try to kind of avoid using it I think more in terms of awakening of consciousness the shift mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. consciousness but I saw this, but I also saw vast numbers of souls leaving the planet all at the same time, you know. And this, I mean, it, I, have, I have to confess that it was an ecstatic yeah. vision. I, I, I know, you know, I know on the one hand you feel the pain of that because obviously, you know, there's a huge numbers of people, you know, d- dying with this pandemic. And yet what I saw was also from spirit's perspective, from the other side, there's just this huge rejoicing. It was an ecstatic vision of all these souls kind of ascent, you know, going up to, to the light all at once. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it was incredible, but, but, you know, it's obviously, I think, you know, I can only feel um, comfortable sharing that with your audience, uh, you know, with everybody that's listening now, because I know that they're aligned with this kind of thinking that, you know, when we pass into the other realm, it's, it's it's just a continuation you know it's i know death is painful for those left behind um, but for those that move on it's kind of so 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 yeah now i've kind of lost my thread a little bit of what (laughs) because i get so excited but but yeah in terms of this process that i've developed you know i've worked out this kind of okay so i kind of broke it down i kind of worked out okay so how did i how have i been doing this how have I managed to get a book published when everybody was telling me how impossible it is to find a publisher? You know, when I, I had no, you know, I had nothing previously published. Um, I think I had one article out there. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, uh-huh. setting up, yeah. and, and setting up a not-for-profit, you know, I've never done anything like that in my life. I, I'd never organized a conference in my life. You know, how, how did I actually do this? And so I, I kind of identified this, this kind of process and and recently I was speaking with a, a colleague who is kind of in um kind of consultancy kind of like management consultancy and and I was sharing this um process with him he was saying you know it's actually very similar to uh in in the 
um, enterprise sector, how when they're managing a change and transition um, and transformation, it, it's kind of a similar sort of process, except of course I'm coming at it from a much more spiritual, transpersonal uh, way and languaging it in a very different way. Um, but, but essentially, you know, we start with um, we start with the kind of uh, kind of getting clear about what we feel called to, and um, yeah, just the kind of just really clarifying because our priorities change, and um, you know, we've seen this already with the pandemic. Uh, so, so, so there's a process there of kind of getting clear and and kind of. And then actually really expressing that, expressing our intention, you know, really looking at the language of how we're expressing our intention. Um, because if we want to co-create with source, which is co-creating with source is the way to go because it's, it's so effortless in comparison with just trying right. to create from a lower <laughs> level. So that's definitely the way to go. And I've actually called this process the quantum quest. Because it's all about stepping into the quantum field and using the quantum energy. You know, we now have physics explaining, um, you know, how this works. And I don't, you know, I don't pretend to understand the science by any means. Um, but I do, I do know that when we work at this level, it's, it's very powerful. Um, and it's kind of how I've, you know, how I've um, kind of turned a crisis into opportunity. So, so there's getting clear. There's getting clear about what we feel called to. There's also the inner work because you know it's all about vibration. You know, if we're working in the quantum field, it's all about energy, and kind of understanding a little bit about the science of vibrational energy. And then, and this is the bit. This is the bit where I get really excited. <laughs> um, it's the prototyping. It's like now this is what the Presencing Institute calls prototyping. Um, it's, we can think of it as a pilot. We can think of it as a mini, mini version of whatever it is that we want to do. So, for example, when, when I uh, felt so called to write my first book, I thought, okay, um, how am I going to do this? I, you know, I have no publishing um, experience. I thought, well, I'll write an article and I'll see if I can get an article published, you know, and that's a kind of mini, mini version. It's uh -huh. like I'm getting one little piece out there in the public domain published and and that's and and so that's just a little example of how we create a, a very small version of what it is we feel called to so that it becomes manageable so that it's not overwhelming and really scary but also so that we can start to engage with the energy because once we do that and we feel how um how passionate it makes us feel and we kind of feel the motivation, you know, then that helps us also to cut through some of the fear and the resistance um, to step into something that's maybe, you know, a bigger, a bigger calling. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are there right now, at least in the spiritual community that we're all being called to do what we really came here to do. And our work is changing a lot now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great that you've noticed that and that people are feeling that. And, and, and then also that can leave a little bit of a kind of uncertainty. It's like, okay, so what shape does it need to take? What exactly mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. my piece of the jigsaw puzzle? And, um, and you know, and I got very clear, um, you know, kind of uh, last year, before the pandemic even struck, actually, I was already feeling called to work with groups. I, I've got a lot of teaching experience. You know, over the years, I've, I've done a lot of teaching. And, and you know, whether it was a t um, teaching mindfulness or, the, you know, when I was working full-time uh, teaching at university. Um, and so I realized that, you know, because I'm kind of like one individual, in terms of wanting, you know, feeling called to have as big a positive impact as I possibly can on the awakening of consciousness, it's like, okay, so how am I going to scale that? Well, if I'm supporting other people who are in leadership positions or, you know, in, in some way, um, you know, working with groups, you know, or even just individuals, you know, anybody that is feeling called to step up, if I can support them and, and give them a kind of tried and tested method, um, 
then effectively I can scale. I can I can scale the contribution that I can make and the impact that the positive impact I can I can have just by supporting others to do what they feel called to do. So so you know I I think this is yeah I mean it's 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 very exciting and um sorry I I hope I'm not rambling on because I'm just I you know I am feeling so passionate about this now and 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 it's been a few years since I've been feeling so kind of uh, engaged. So it's great. Well, it's refreshing because we haven't felt this energy for a while, you know, in general, globally, because of the pandemic, you know, there's been this heaviness and now it's, now I agree there's, well, Mars is an Aries. So we're going to have this fiery, you know, it's time to start moving, you know, type of energy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully I've kind of showed, you know, some clear steps for how we go, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, from crisis to what we're feeling called to. Um, yeah, maybe with the, well, maybe now would be a good time for me to just share, Joan, um, uh, if, if that's okay, about a workshop that I've got coming up. Because I think if this, if what I've been talking about has been resonating with those of the you that are listening, then... Um, then I, I think this workshop is, is going to be of interest. Is, is that okay? Sure, that's fine. Um, great. So, so, this, so the workshop I've got coming up, it's, it's on Saturday, uh, the 5th of uh, September. And it's, uh, now the timings, it's going to be pretty early in the morning Pacific. I think it's something like 8 a.m. Pacific. Um, so, yeah, so that's, hopefully that's going to work for people um, on both coasts. Um, and basically, what I'm going to, what I really want to help people to do in the workshop is to start getting clear about, you know, how, how your priorities have changed, you know, as a result of the pandemic or as a result of personal crisis, could be either, and the two can be related. Um, so, you know, how just to kind of start getting clear about that and, you know, so, so looking at how our priorities have changed and what to do about that. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of also want to help people bust some of the myths around uh, our callings, because, you know, we have certain I think we have sometimes we have some kind of ideas, some myths about uh, callings, which can maybe kind of um, not be very helpful. They can kind of block us a little bit. Um, and so I'm, I kind of want to address that. So there's, there's kind of, with the workshop, there's an element of teaching input, but there's also an element of kind of really sharing and exploring and keeping the group really small. It's literally just 12 people because I want everybody to have um, a chance to, to kind of really share and kind of have some um, time. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and then I also want to go into a bit more detail about this process that I've developed, um, just to, to, to give people a bit more guidance of, of how, um, you know, how the, how the process works, um, kind of to get from a to Z, um, you know, from crisis to, to calling. So, but, but, but what I'm particularly, what I've done is that, um, I've included in the price of the ticket, I've included uh, a complimentary, totally free session with myself. So it's 45 minutes one-to-one with me because I really see how people need it when they're trying to get clear about their priorities and, the, and what they're feeling called to and how on earth to bring that into form right then the yeah. one-to-one time is, is really helpful and right. and i will you know i i do also want to share you know if people are interested in possibly working with me there'll be a little bit of an opportunity to to explore how i could support them further um so yeah um and but what i'm what i wanted to offer specifically for your listeners and your listeners alone joan is um, basically i've discounted I've discounted the, the ticket price. So it's um it's it's thirty dollars. It's roughly it's in pounds, but it's roughly thirty dollars and I've discounted it to twenty dollars just for your listeners. So mm-hmm. um what they'll need, what what you'll all need to, to put in, but you probably because there's only twelve places, you might have to be quick if this quick, really yeah, happening. really quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now. Is, um don't wait. <laughs> yeah, is is uh so the 
promotional code for you to get that discount is, is gift. So if you just type in the word gift, you'll get you'll get the, the discount. That's that's the, the promo code, just the word gift. Because we've been talking today about, you know, how how to harvest the gifts. Gifts. It from started with gifts, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so it felt like a, a good mm-hmm. a good term to use. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and I'm excited I think that's to be very Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. I hope so. And and actually, you know, I'll see. I think I, I hopefully people will communicate with me if if they wanted to to book on a place and they couldn't because it's such a small group. Then do email me because if enough people want me to run it again, then I will. Um, but but again, just keep okay. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel that's very timely. And as a matter of fact, I feel like I'm changing my own work. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I just, you know, like everything's gonna. Yep. Okay. <laughs> the yeah. old the old website's yeah. gonna go. I'm in the process of redoing everything. So yeah, it's very timely. Yeah. Good, good. That sounds good, Jane. That sounds um. It gives you kind of fresh energy for moving forward, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The old is gone. And I wrote an article about 2020 in Edge magazine before 2020 started, and I called it the year of unprecedented change. <laughs> and little did I know that, <laughs> oh, this was going to happen. I, mean, I didn't predict that. And I did say we're closing not the chapter, but the book on our lives. So what it's, I, I really feel that 2020 will be um, – um, a, a, a demarcation in our lives, you know. It's like AD, BC, and AD. You know what I mean? <laughs> Before 2020 and after 2020, and nothing is going to be the same. And actually, what I'm seeing as part of my work is helping people, whether it's personally or in relationships or even in business, to restructure their lives and to rethink things and to transform according to the newer energies. So, yeah. Absolutely, Jane. You know, we are so aligned. You know, we are so thinking in the same way, and, which is fabulous. And, and you know, I think, I think we need to give ourselves credit. You know, you, on one level, you didn't know what was coming. But I guess on a soul level, that's why you wrote that article. Because, you know, I, I did almost exactly the same thing. It's making me laugh because, because <laughs> I, um, I, I put out a YouTube video on New Year's Eve, it was kind of like a New Year's message, uh-huh. and the title of it, and in fact, I don't, some, maybe you don't want to go and watch it, but, but um, the title of it was Fasten Your Seatbelt for 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So do you use the, the, the term seatbelt in, in, in American English? Like when yes. you're in the car? Yes, it's yes. A seat belt. Seatbelt. yes. Yeah, uh-huh. great. Yeah, so we I understand could fasten that. your seatbelt. Yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, on one level, I didn't know what was coming like you, but on another level, I guess on a soul level, right. we all Right, on a soul knew. level, we knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And yeah. this is the time, and I and all I can say to people is, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I think also, so the next the, the next decade, you know, it's like this, you're, you know, I totally hear what you're saying, and I totally agree with you about this year. Um you know, it's like AD and BC and AD, but but then I think this this next decade is going to be crucial. You know, how we step up and show up in the next decade is absolutely crucial. Yeah. So yeah. you know, this is this is this is our work. This is this is why we're here. You know, we chose to be here at this time. Yes, we did, and we have to keep reminding ourselves of that. <laughs> well, you chose this, you know, and and really, yeah. 2020 is also about, as Jude and I always like, <laughs> really drill in everybody's heads. It's really about self empowerment this year. Yeah. It's really the yeah. theme, you know, and yeah. so part of being self empowered is also to accept responsibility for your life and your choosings and and what you've created. So, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah okay. I, I asked for this. I, you know, <laughs> I asked for but, And I really, you know, I, I really get that self-empowerment. You know, that's what I'm wanting to, to do. I'm wanting to really kind of show people this process so that then they can use it and they can iterate it and just, you know, just keep on stepping up more and more with mm-hmm, this kind of process, mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. which in a sense, it's not... It's not like we just do it once. It's kind of like a spiral, you know. We everything kind of spiral is, back yeah. around. Everything does. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can see that I've used it uh, over and over. Um, when I when I kind of break it down and kind of analyze it now, 
Uh, and I've made, you know, I've made some of the main mistakes as well. I think that's partly why I kind of, uh, kind of, uh, kind of just kind of get it and, and feel ready to kind of really offer it to others because there are some key mistakes that we make along the way uh, if we, you know, if we don't, if we don't know any better. And so I can, ha- I can help people to do it quicker uh-huh. and more easily. Yeah, without the cosmic two like, by This four. is what not to do. <laughs> yeah, that cosmic two by four, I've had that before. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everything is accelerated right now. And everything I say has a short shelf life. And for people going through all of this, uh, I can only imagine because, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had the the luxury of years of going through this change and people now are going through it very rapidly. So, yeah, be, yeah, I just be gentle with yourselves and just Absolutely, absolutely, Joan. And you know, there are a lot of resources out there. I really want to encourage people to reach out to the resources out there. You know, there's there's the um, in the UK there's the Spiritual Crisis Network. In in Canada there's a Spiritual Emergence Service. In um in 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 the states there's the Spiritual Emergence Network. They all have slightly different names, but you know, if you start googling Spiritual Emergency, if you haven't heard this term before, um, you know, you'll find a lot of support. Um, a lot of initiatives. Um, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Is there anything else you want to share with us today, Catherine? No, I think I think that's it, really. I mean, I you know I have, I think we've covered a lot of ground. I feel I've kind of really, um, hopefully, given people something that's going to be really helpful and, and valuable. And and I'm really excited about the workshop as well because I feel that I can give more value and kind of support people and help people more in in that more intimate um kind of setting so um so yeah i think you know my maybe my youtube channel if people want to go and look at that so it's it's youtube uh forward slash user forward slash katherine g lucas um hopefully i've got that right i'm just trying to remember it <laughs> yes I, yes you have i'm, I'm looking yeah. at it right now and where can they okay. go to sign up for this class Ah, yes, that's a very, you know, yeah, I just forget the most essential bit. (laughs) So that's that's on Eventbrite, okay, and probably people are familiar with Eventbrite, and I've actually called it the same title as today's show, Harvest the Gifts from Crisis, Uh, so they should be able to find it there, and if not, just drop me an email, uh, Catherine at CatherineGLucas.com. And I'm also working on a new website that, um, uh, so that's, you know, the, the new website is cocreatingourfuture.world. Um, so that's in its infancy, but, you know, I, I'm still excited with how it's shaping up. So it's looking good. Yeah, and your current website is Catherine-G-Lucas.com. So if people are looking for that, there's dashes in there just so. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joan. I think it might come up without the dashes as well, but it's it's good to be sure. Yeah. Fantastic. I've really enjoyed our chat. Yeah, I have too. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Catherine. You're very welcome. I, I hope to come back again maybe. I was going to say, yes, as we keep spiraling and changing and, and going up here. Uh, yeah, when things change, you need to come back on just... Yeah, email me. Love to have you back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. And we've come to the end of another show. Thank you so much, Catherine, for being on today and helping us to understand what many of us are going through right now. And to help us understand what's coming up next month in the energy of September of course is our resident astrologer Jude Valentine she'll be here next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern 11 a.m. Pacific to talk about the astrology of September 2020 and we have Mars going retrograde on 9-9 just to give you a little preview yes you'll want to turn tune in and find out what's going to happen next month So thank you so much for tuning in today. I wish you well on this Tuesday and much love, everyone. Take care.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.